Hey there, guys. My name is Nina. And my name is Deb. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to The, the House, House That, that Built, Built Me. If you are joining us for the very first time, we are two fast friends who love talking about their weird childhood all the time. So buckle up, grab a drink, and join us for this ride. Yes. Uh, and uh, this, oh, I still keep going with our yeah, regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this podcast, no, this podcast doesn't explain why we are the way we are for with no we don't oh i guess this one oh you yeah. messed up oh i did okay welcome to i'm gonna say it then yeah <laughs> welcome to another episode of the media that built us me whatever you want if you identify as a taco shell um <laughs> where we discuss whether life imitates media or media imitates life and we take a critical view on the bombardment of commercial media that consumes our life on a daily basis yeah especially now now in a pandemic also maybe i watched too much of the alien franchise last week and then my ipad that bitch was condescending and told me that my screen time has increased i hate that i hate that weekly reminder when it's just like every time it's just like your your weekly screen time has reduced by 30 percent 40 percent but the weeks where you binge watch something it's Mm -hmm. like it's increased by 154 percent what do you it's so it's horrible i think it's good if you use your tablets or your whatever like phone a lot like i use my phone a lot so for me it's good well what's that telling about you as an adult acting like a child where you're trying to figure out a way to con your items your technology items Mm -hmm. so that you don't feel bad about yourself this is just awful where have we come just (laughs) This is this is becoming an introspective podcast about media. Um, I'm very sad right now. Oh no! Oh no! Um, that'll make two of us. Um, so introduce our topic. Just get us today's there. topic for the media that built us is female villains. I love them. Um, so Deb came up with this concept. I thought it was really really cool, and then we actually had to go around looking at different types of villains. To see which ones would land into the evil seductress trope and then which ones we really liked. Yeah. So do you want to start off with where this kind of concept came from? Yeah, I was watching some terrible 80s made-for-TV movie that Amazon Prime has and it's pretty yeah pretty sure this is where that came from. And it was the same goddamn thing I've seen like eight different times where some... Some high-powered executive dude <laughs> fell, like, started to shli- like slip his little, like, admin assistant mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And turns out she's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he has, like, a doting wife who yeah. is so fucking naive. And, and oh. then, like, he breaks it off with the admin assistant and then is like don't contact my family but then she's like fuck you and then comes it like it's whatever it's, it's oh shit yeah and, and then she just goes ham with a knife to whatever so it's mm-hmm. it's the whole seductress trope like female a lot of more often than not mm-hmm. a female villain is is one condemned for her use of body to mm-hmm. to uh whatever like trap a married man like why isn't the onus put on the dude for not keeping it in his pants yeah right and then it's like then she goes and then she's like oh she's mentally unstable and goes off her rocker and Mm -hmm. then comes and like and then attacks the family because she felt rejected yeah yeah yeah. 
and it's any it's it's it, and you still see it now like home sweet hell yeah with katherine heigl and same oh. fucking tr- like they they change the only thing they change is mm-hmm. a little bit of backstory like a little bit of backstory yeah. or the circumstances around their affair but it's the same thing mm-hmm. somebody seduces a guy mm-hmm. the guy realizes he's wrong or his wife catches him mm-hmm. or he breaks it off or he tries to protect them blah 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 and then the girl goes ham or like uh, or the or the, maybe the wife goes ham mm-hmm. like it's the same goddamn thing so but i hate it because it perpetuates one that men are scumbags and that yeah. they will cheat on their wife on any given opportunity mm-hmm. two that women can only get what they want by seducing their way through it yeah um and three if a woman doesn't get what she wants she'll go crazy and kill everybody wow that's like so off you can tell it's written by a man yeah and then you say because the first time you saw it really really well done was glenn close well by she makes the best will villains yeah but glenn close in um uh fatal attraction like yes. the, with the rabbit and the knife like th- those were excellent it, it had a like with the whole rabbit thing i always hearken it back to godfather and the horse in the bed yeah it's a similar thing where it's not it, it isn't about um getting revenge alone Mm -hmm. it's to incite pure fear because you're no like you're not only willing to attack Mm -hmm. the people involved you're willing to go above and beyond and inflict pain on other things to Mm. push your point across and that makes a really good villain and glenn close was the only one that i think i'm going to allow to have that trope because she did it really 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 well Mm -hmm. and the writing was well done and the acting was really well done and the setup was awesome yeah everybody else i know i'm gonna say this and you're gonna hate me for saying this the one with beyonce oh obsession i was gonna bring that one up i was gonna bring that one up but like they just they just tried to give her something you know what i mean like that was during her like acting phase i'm I'm gonna call it what it is um don't don't get us wrong like I, we're, I not, love, we're not hating on Bay. We we love Queen B. We love Queen. We love we love her. She's great. Beyonce's amazing. But like I would say that was one of the worst writing. I think that was a travesty to her career. And I think it was a mistake. I think it was 100% a mistake. So I don't blame her for that. I don't blame her for the writing. I don't blame her for you the production. You can't blame the actors. I blame the writers. Because yeah. I think it's their inability to be able to look at a female villain as anything more than a seductress. And I yeah. think that's what it basically comes down to is that the only way that a man could ever be thwarted from his righteous path executive of, throne of, yeah as a as a family man is that it is the woman's fault. And I'm just like, no. It's, it's Adam and Eve. Yeah, exactly. It's like we can't always be blaming the woman for for somebody else's temptations. We need to look at look at it and at the end of the day it's whoever made the first move in those temptations is the person at fault whether it be the man or the woman it's that yeah. person is at fault but to always put it down on the onus of the of the woman and that she's the seductress in these situations yeah. is horrible and that's where you get really bad writing that's where you yeah. get these horrible tropes and it's it's the only reason the same it, movie this is a side quest but it's along the same line it's yeah. the only like the the day i earned respect for chandler as a character was when he was in <laughs> omaha and his like that one lady who was the third runner-up of miss oklahoma yeah was like trying to seduce him and he said no and then went back to his wife and you're like oh that's cute Mm because that that, that's exactly what they were trying to do is like Mm -hmm. they made a female villain Mm -hmm. who could only be a seductress who was in a happy marriage or whatever that is and was just like like this boss is kind of cute whatever but yeah it's it's you know what it reminds me of um what is it jennifer aniston in horrible bosses 
and when they're all trying to like make a pact to kill their bosses because they hate all of them and uh charlie i think is the guy or he's plays charlie in it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah, yeah, yeah. i know who and he has about. to deal with it and yeah. she's evil because he's trying he's like he has a fiance or he's married yeah and then she's trying to seduce him yeah yeah she's totally so it was sexual harassment yeah it was basically sexual harassment but i found it so funny but like she played it like it was a funny movie it was yeah. it's a comedy a thriller but it was so great and I, I i would say that was the only time where if you look at it and then laugh at it yeah that that is that i think that would be the only time the trope is maybe more acceptable because you realize that it's funny as a trope yeah and you're basically jabbing fun at it yeah and then like if i if i think about older movies where mm-hmm. the i would i would give it a pass on like it it did okay with using the seduction trope yeah. the hand that rocks the cradle is you watch a lot more older movies than i do i do i i love older movies but i like the insight it's um basically a similar trope but instead of just purely being motivated by getting the husband mm-hmm. it was actually the baby so she oh. so she lost a child and went absolutely bonkers mm-hmm. and then um found a like one of her friends or somebody she goes in as a nanny mm-hmm. and what you don't know she's like breast because she had just lost a child she was breastfeeding the baby she was nannying and then she tries to seduce the husband and she tries to kill the wife yeah so it's just like really really good like it, it was compl- that's much better writing though. that's much it's much better writing because it's, it, it's not to seduce the husband to primarily it was actually more of a of a mental break caused by the devastation loss of her own child yeah and that's how she thought that she could get it back was mm-hmm. to steal somebody she was she was changelinging the entire situation that, that reminds me of like um uh a scene in the handmaid's tale when um hannah i think the main character the main character's daughter i've was, never watched it but i think i would really really enjoy it oh it's so good you'll find a lot of parallels to our would modern I, day but would i would i go into an emotional crisis yes. where i see okay okay oh, 100%. <laughs> okay if you don't cry or if you don't feel like some form of torn you it's 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 fucked up it's a fucked up show but it's very it's so well written in terms of like uh, you you get to see female villains in that one actually i would say female villains are are written the best because they think that they're doing something for the greater good and so it's like a lawful evil oh do we want to talk about like the different like chaotic evil like is that okay if i use those terms yeah i love i i absolutely i think D &D terms i think i like that table that chaotic evil neutral Mm -hmm. evil like chaotic neutral lawful is mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things to describe whenever we're trying to describe a character we try and put them in that one of those bins because yeah. it's easier to understand what how how their actions fall into yes circumstances yes um and i love that yeah, yeah. and and so basically what i'm trying to say is like i hate i hate when when there's a female villain i get mm-hmm. really really excited because like yeah. the commercials come out the trailer comes out mm-hmm. and they're portraying this this female villain yeah. but then it just kind of fizzles into this fuckdom of mm-hmm. sedu- seduction mm-hmm. uh infidelity yeah uh mental break and then anger and violence that's it those mm-hmm. are the five things that they go through yeah. there's no character arc there's no character building mm-hmm. no backstory at all it's literally they are made yeah. by that soul experience yeah. and nothing else exists outside of it um have you so so when the hands made sale there's a lot of lawful evil like yeah. lawful evil female villains yeah and it's so fun to watch it's actually like fun to watch the mentality of how they yeah. rationalize what they do yeah and it's not done through seduction it's done through this is the law this is why we need to do it this is why i'm doing this to you this yeah. is why you are where you are yeah right yeah. this is why i am where i am yeah and um i i i really like that you see the character development over the awesome. over the seasons 
it's on i think it's on it's on hbo yeah so if you have crave or anything like that you should be able to watch it um and if any of our listeners haven't watched it like oh my god what the fuck are you doing yeah what the fuck are you doing um i just i just imagined like a what is it an instagram post of all of our fav- favorite like female villains just in, in a, oh yeah we should oh, totally yeah. do that um are you ready to talk about good female villains so well yeah well-written ones yeah <laughs> um do you want to start off with some of your favorites i'm gonna talk about my first ever good villain mm-hmm. who like i've admired her for since since being a child because that's mm-hmm. when i was first like cruella Deville yes is a fucking queen like Mm -hmm. i i don't know why like i I understand that the entire movie was to actually like and i'm not rooting for her because her intentions were bad yes it's just her portrayal whether you see the animated version or you see the live action yeah by the way with glenn close again Mm -hmm. she is the (laughs) she makes such a she's i actually have multiple more instances where she makes an excellent villain yeah is is so good because she's not motivated by sex. She's not motivated by sex. Yeah. It's not, it's got nothing to do with it. She mm-hmm. literally is motivated by her passion, which is fashion. Yeah. <laughs> and in order to get there, yeah. she's just like, the puppy's gotta die. So she, she just literally. She's, she's willing to, to yeah. do the, do the, do the thing. She has tunnel vision for that cape, right? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, this is so good. It's funny that you like brought her up because I, Last year, I did a binge of every single Disney animated film, but I did divert a couple for yeah. like some live action, and that was one of the ones that I rewatched. And I was just like, "Damn!" If, if it's like, I wish I grew up like the the woman in it. Yeah. Like you want, it's like you you thought you'd be here at this age, but really you're her at yeah. this age. And I'm just like, yeah, I am Cruella Deville minus the puppy killing yeah, yeah but like the driven for what what you want yeah. and willing to do whatever it takes to do it yeah how she was written was fucking amazing at nope i i had pure fear for her when i was younger yeah and that's where you know that it's a really good villain it's the it's the whole it's the whole phrase is just like uh something something everybody grows up to trying to be the hero but if you yeah. grow, if you live long enough you end up being the villain like yeah. what i paraphrase that to shit no but. no that was actually pretty good that's pretty yeah. close um so one of my favorites which you actually like reminded me of was ursula oh pure unfortunate soul not only is that song a fucking banger, banger. it's a banger so <laughs> in need and it's just like she was just so well done. She understood the role of a woman in society and yeah. understood what it meant to get there and then understood what she wanted and how to get, get it. it. Yeah. And it was just, she executed it. She did it. I wish. She fucking did it. I, however, wish that mm-hmm. when they had put her in a human body, yeah. that they kept some of her octopus traits. So oh. instead of like that brunette, like... Mm-hmm. Co- whatever considered comfortable look they yeah. gave her like maybe the gray hair or like oh, gave yeah. her an outfit choice like in those themes maybe she wore black instead of that fucking white like wedding dress yeah something to portray her more as evil rather than thinking that she has to be a wolf in sheep's clothing to get yes. what she wants because i wish if they had done that it mm-hmm. would have like really like i think it would have been interesting if we saw her as as that like she looked like the octopus version of her like a or human version of an octopus but then but then um when remember the part where she's singing into the mirror mm. and then we see her as the evil witch mm. i think we should have seen how everybody else sees her and then that would have been the brown-haired girl with the blue eyes and everything yeah. like that but we see her as like with like a bit of a 
like lavender hue. She yeah. has the silver hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like she she has like the black dress. I think yeah. that would have been more interesting that nobody else can see that except for us. Mm-hmm. And then how she sees herself is how everybody else sees her. That yeah, would have been I a just, nice little reversal. I re- like I like she's an excellent female villain. Like okay. Pat Carroll did a fantastic job Completely with that. Completely motivated by power. Again, not more anytime a female villain's not motivated by sex, mm-hmm. they go like really, really high up on my books. Just because it's it's a just a bit more novel is because mm-hmm. women are portrayed as sexual everywhere yes everywhere and mm-hmm. it's so nice to see female villains that don't have to use their sex or sexuality or their bodies to get what they want yes 100 percent. do you want to go over the list now yeah let's go because those are our childhood favorites so yeah. yours are ursula and mine is corella yeah I, I i like when you said it i was like yes she's always been one of my favorite ones i think one that we we um didn't bring up didn't see uh, but made me think of it was Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. I mean, yeah, I, I do like her. Again, like, power. Yeah, power and and pure evil. Mm-hmm. And I guess the whole like uh, de- rejected fairy. Oh, I'm not thinking about the new ones. Oh. I'm talking about the OG animated oh, yeah, 1960s yeah, yeah, yeah. version. She just, yeah. Maleficent. Oh, no, no. The- <sighs> she was, I also that- love the color choices. Yes. Like the, the, the green tinges, mm-hmm. the purple. The thing is, for me, purple's always been a sign of royalty. So mm-hmm. I couldn't like hate her. I was just like, this is good. Because Aurora's, okay, in terms of the scale yeah. of pr- Disney princesses, yeah. Aurora is as bland as paper. Like, oh, 100%. Like, whatever. I didn't like that movie for the character. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't like that movie for the character. I liked it for the music. Mm-hmm. And then how they animated... Um, animated it to the music yeah yeah yeah. uh, because i was into ballet at the time so i was like oh that's uh that's sleeping beauty i knew the ballet before Mm -hmm. i knew the movie before anything um but no maleficent was the one was again one of those evil villains where i was like i'm afraid of her like i'm afraid of her she's so she is frightening but then as i grew up i was like she's fucking badass like i want to be her (laughs) Yeah, Disney does a really good job in portraying, like, other than the whole, like, stepmother syndrome, which is in a lot of stories, they do a really good job portraying female villains. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, Mother Gotham Mm -hmm. is one, like, in Tangle. She's great. Um, I scary. Yeah, and I also like the witches from, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. I have a deep, deep open love for (laughs) Bette Midler as, um... Uh, Winnie Sanderson mm-hmm. from that movie. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is in there. I don't remember. I, I feel really bad for not knowing. Sarah Michelle Gellar, not Sarah Michelle Gellar. The one from Jessica. Jessica. Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker is one of the sisters. Yeah. Oh my god. Why did they have to? Who's the other one? I don't remember. She's also a nun in Sister Act. The other sister. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so I like I love their motivation again. Mm-hmm. Like. W- Purely for power, purely yeah. for evil. Of course, mm-hmm. people will always portray witches as bad, even yeah. though I think they were... They na- were brewers. The brujas were, like, part of the nature. Like, they, they knew what mm-hmm. they wanted from the land, but mm-hmm. they, they were completely demonized for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, they like they were also a set of childhood villains that yeah. I absolutely loved because me and my sister watched that movie mm-hmm. growing up, and I keep rewatching it at least once a year. Around Halloween, every year. Every year. Yeah. Um, which I, I like... Again, for some reason, animated movies, mm-hmm. again, because animated movies aren't trying to sell sex. No. They they write and produce good female villains, motivated think, by other power, like other needs. I think it's, I, I think the reason why I do prefer those is because the 
you're not selling sex to kids, right? You can't sell sex to kids. They're trying to. Mm, little bits, little bits. But like that's what I kind of like about the purity of the stories coming from Disney when you have female villains mm-hmm. is that you you get to the root of the story of why they're evil. Did you watch um, Toy Story 4? Uh, not the yes. college one the one afterwards yes so they there was technically a female villain right yes and it was the doll yes okay spoiler alert ahead if you guys haven't watched it come on it's been like three years also i don't i don't actually question you for not watching it because some people just wanted to end at three yeah i wanted it to end at three I, I also wanted to end at three but i think i like how it ended because i i had some unanswered questions after three so it answered my questions okay um and um, I would say her main role was just to be adopted by a child, right? Yeah. And she could never get adopted because her voice box was, was broken, broken. Right. And then it, Woody ended up giving her his. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that that was like oh, – I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, Don't do it. Like or a do really it, emotional whatever. wreck today for other reasons. But like it, it was just like – she was a female villain, but then she had a really good character arc where once she got what she achieved, even though she did horrible things, mm-hmm. she was inherently, like, good, right? Yeah. I mean, she was motivated by something really sweet. Mm-hmm. We see that very towards the end of the movie. Um, ex- and, and at that point, what do you – like, it's also like she's a child. Mm-hmm. She's a ch- – like, as a toy, she is a child. Yeah. So she's going to figure out childlike solutions to her problem. And yes. for her, it was taking. Like, because, again, if you're a child who's been rejected, then you really don't know what more you can do other than what you're already exposed to. So yes. being – toys being taken mm-hmm. without their consent. Like, that's – part that's of their life so one of the big ones it, it wasn't bad in her eyes she mm-hmm. was just trying to get what she, she wanted. wanted yeah um and i think it 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 comes down to that with female villains is that they want something and the only way to get it is through power but sorry continue with your with your list i'm sorry oh was i, I didn't even start my list we okay. just went under multiple tangents because yeah, yeah, yeah. we because then you went like I, I went hocus pocus and yeah. then you went gotham Disney. so we're like yeah. we're going through we're going through there. them anyways <laughs> yeah but then like in in terms of great writing mm-hmm. right now um or like if we consider miss trunchbull from matilda mm. right but i feel like miss trunchbull and dolores umbridge from harry potter yeah they both go hand in hand in the same block yeah evil without lawful evil lawful evil i i love lawful evil I think Lawful Evil is one of the best kind of characters that you can write. Right. Because but- it's so easy. It's it's so easy. I don't know why people have such a hard time. I don't know why we do this, this um, like, seductress because Lawful Evil is the greatest one. But I know you need to have a certain setup within it. You have to have some sort of, like – I guess like a, a technically like a dystopian kind of setting ish, yeah. right? Because then, because if you consider lawful evil, then you say chaotic evil. That's Belat- like Bellatrix Lestrange. She's mm-hmm. chaotic evil. Yeah, right. Because she's, yeah. she's just completely batshit crazy, but her. so good at being batshit crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So you know what that reminds me of? Just in general, Helena Bottom Carter plays excellent villains. Plays excellent villains. Sweeney Todd. Oh my god! I was just about. <laughs> Oh my god! Like she was so good. Like technically, she's technically a villain. In she, that. Well, we don't find out until the end. Yeah, and then it's like because she's like that first. Whole she, movie's filled with villains. It nobody's a hero there. No, no. Uh, 
no nobody's a hero there is a damsel in distress in the shape of the daughter and you wouldn't consider the kid a hero either because he like it's evil what he does towards the end that's true like because he completely broke down yeah that whole that whole thing is just evil it's a dark it's a dark themed it wasn't it it was an unhappy that we have a different episode oh that's true that's a different episode ending but i would say helena bottom carter is what is it there was a meme going around on instagram it's like she understood the brief like she yeah, understood she, the- yeah 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 she uh she she got the assignment yeah she got, got the, the assignment. assignment yeah for and, sure and it's just like oh man she just is so fucking amazing yeah i don't know is, is that like a method actor thing can we talk probably about, maybe we should do that an episode about method acting because i i, I but what do something. we learn from method acting here i we learn people die oh hashtag our r.i.p <laughs> r.i.p Oh, that was dark. But that was method. He he was a method actor. Yeah, right. He went a little bit too far on the deep end. Um, so uh, to go through our list, I have Nurse mm-hmm. Ratched, mm-hmm. but I have both versions of Nurse Ratched, which mm. is the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest, which is a movie. Okay, and then Ratched the show, which yeah. on Netflix, that is the precursor to the movie. It's like a prequel. Oh, do you want to give you the character background story of the actual nurse in the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest? So can you explain it a little bit? Cause like, or like a quick synopsis of the character? Because I don't know it. She's just an evil nurse. She's, oh. just, she's just a nurse who is very controlling, mm-hmm. has a, very, a lot of power. Mm-hmm. She runs a really, really tight ship and uh, doesn't deal with insubordination very well. Okay. But the thing is, instead of just reprimanding somebody, she would go as far as to be subtly violent with that person. Oh. Right, yeah. So it's kind of like you want to go into this tub of like – boiling water like it, it's it's subtle it's subtle violence like she okay. she goes above and beyond in her life to make other people's a living hell because she's not getting her way that's Holy the character shit. and it's a great character everybody is very critical about ratchet mm-hmm. um the the tv show okay. just because some of the character themes and maybe the some of the like some of the writing was a little like crazy it's just like okay. how many how many bad things could potentially happen at one nursing like one insane asylum like yeah. it's crazy yeah um everything went wrong but as a character yeah. as motivations as the character like the actresses that actually portrayed them mm-hmm. as a female villain i think she was really well oh written. my gosh female villains uh what is it uh horror like the American Horror Story? Aren't there like a million, like Sarah Paulson? Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson is ratchet. Yeah, I know, I know, but like she understands. Doesn't she She got the assignment? Yeah, she got the assignment. I'm just like, I'm just thinking of like all these other things. Um, I think there was one from American Horror Story. It was like Madame Curie. Who's actually like a real life I, his, I, historical I, figure. I don't think I've watched anyone fully. I haven't watched anyone either. Mm. I just know this from secondhand from uh, Natasha. Because Natasha watched every single season. She tried to get me to do it. I'm not going to do it. It's a little bit too dark for me. Um, for me, sorry. But um, uh, if you know the story of Madame Curie, she was this slave owner in Louisiana. Okay. And she was known for being particularly like – horrific like horrific Mm. in her like like borderline like not even borderline she was sadistic to her slaves uh to the point where like even other people were like yo this is a little bit too far yeah like even other socialites were like this is too much one of her slaves actually set the house on fire and then they ended up finding all of basically the corpses that she held and i don't know what her name is i think she's a canadian actress Okay. But um she played her and I remember seeing like a scene from it and I was like, damn, that's scary. But it's like, um, we don't really talk about the sadistic 
like I, I guess I'd be sadist ca- villains. Yeah, sadist villains. Where it's just it just goes past the seduction and just goes straight to I'm just going to kill you because I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and the pain gets yeah. me off. Those ones don't. Those ones don't actually get too much um, recognition. I would say in terms of. Um, um, I would, I was, so this is where Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions would come in. Okay. Because she was, cl- like, she, like, there's a lot of issues in that show, mm-hmm. just the way they portray certain concepts that wouldn't, have not aged well, well at all. Yeah. But I think she made a great villain because she was motivated, um, other than just enjoying people's, other people's pains, yeah. which make her a sadist. Yeah. Uh, in general she was very manipulative she was controlling she mm-hmm. was very uh, much like she had a completely different face in terms of authority yeah um and all she wanted was to for like cruel intentions kinda. yeah yeah so the entire thing is motivated like again some parts of it haven't aged well at all mm-hmm. like like was, um, that, was it a tv show or was it a movie it was a movie okay like getting favors in terms of like anyway yeah. like manipulating all the things um possible but yeah mm-hmm. she was a sadist which mm-hmm. i think was an excellent portrayal of it yeah. but then you could also consider um i don't know more sadist villains eh is that what we're i mean well i was i was gonna go back to winona Ryder and heathers i haven't watched that one i haven't watched it either but i've seen clips from it on like youtube and instagram and things like that and basically she's like it's like three or four girls who are all super popular and one of them's on top and then they either accidentally or they purposefully Winona Ryder's character convinces the other girls or the or her boyfriend to kill this main girl so that she could be on top Ooh, again it's a power struggle Rose McGowan I would consider Rose McGowan in uh uh, candy jawbreaker Uh, jawbreaker that's it she's she makes a great villain in yes. that. Yes. I, th- I think the themes and the very, like, campy look. Mm-hmm. Are there... The campy movie was, like, bleh, but... Does, does Winona Ryder ever play really bad characters, or she just plays dark characters? She plays... She's very good at a, the, being the goth chick. Okay. Yes. Oh, 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 my God. I just watched Faculty. I would consider that a female villain. I never, never watched it. Who? Um, it, It's basically a depiction... Have you seen Body Snatchers, or, like... Have you, do you know about the story of the Body Snatchers? I think I've heard of it. Or the pod people? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like a species, like a parasite takes over. Yes. And then all the girls, like everybody slowly becomes part of this hive mind. Mm -hmm. And then they become, like all the female characters do become villains. Yes. And then, but we, it turns out there's a big queen and she's the main villain. But that's a more like alien look it's it's it. not really turning the human element evil yeah. to become a female villain it's completely motivated by ex- extraterrestrial motivations okay. right so you consider like the villain from species too because she was female on the outside yeah um but the intentions are not to be a seductress because she's female it's that's how they know and that's how they've infiltrated the yeah the well they're human. queens yeah right like i kind of like that i like i i think if you're going to use the seductress trope or the female villain trope, but then you're going to add another element to it and it works and it's well-written, I yeah. think no matter what. Yeah. It's – at the end of the day, I feel like it comes down to 
write better female villains. Oh, yeah. If you need to use the and, D&D. And we know it exists. Yeah. Like, we have, so going back to the list, oh we God. have all the fi- <laughs> all the women from Kill Bill, yes. other than the bride. Yes. And Nina made a good point. She thought that, like, she was like, you're right. They first started working under Bill. Yeah. Right? But then when the bride goes all ham, mm-hmm. all of them are working independently. Yes. Right? Yes. And they, they, I think they were all well-written. I think at no point did we see them doing it any type of seductress scene well maybe lucy Liu's character a little bit at the beginning she used but no she used it to be able to kill them right but also she had like the hardest backstory she's the only one we got a full backstory on she had the best and she was just like holy crap no wonder she turned into an assassin of course i would i would turn into an assassin after that i think hers was probably the best (gasps) oh would you consider go for it uh Back when she was Ellen, uh, Ellen Page, in Candy Ball, can mm, Hard Candy, yeah, as a villain, Hard Candy. She she's like fourteen. She's supposedly they, portraying fourteen. Yeah. She uh, she meets this photographer guy who's in his thirties. Yeah. And slowly throughout the movie, we realize that the photographer is a pedo- like a pedophile, and she's actually seeking revenge. <gasps> oh. Would you call her a villain or would you call her uh, a a vigilante? Mm. We don't know any backstory on her. We don't know whether she was a victim of abuse. See, because then that reminds me of that movie that just came out with um, What's-Her-Face where she goes around pretending to be drunk and... (gasps) Oh, which I really, really want to watch. I really, really want to watch. What is it called? I These would be good examples of anti-heroes. Yeah. Ooh, that's another episode, maybe. Mm. Um, but I would say, like, in those cases, they're technically villains to the people that they're attacking. So technically, they're a female villain. But because they have a purpose that was either inflicted on them or somebody else. A justifiable, potentially justifiable purpose. And then, and so then, technically, they would be considered a vigilante. Because they are taking the law into their own hands to go out and I guess so. and kind of persecute these people. Okay. Do we want to go back to the list? Yeah, let's go back we, to the list. You deviated from Kibble. Yeah. Um, Cersei from Game of Thrones. I, I have her as kind of mediocre. She has character like she has a roller coaster of good female villainess. I would say that in terms of the first book in the first season because it follows the book very very closely Closely. i would say in terms of writing she's written well as an as a female villain Mm -hmm. yes but because her her intentions come about because she was unfaithful and then her crew like her cruelty comes from trying to cover that up Mm -hmm. i would say that in some way it was she they kind of added in the seduction part a little bit but it was like with her brother and then um (laughs) it's just so gross it's so gross and and then i would say that that it was also to protect her children and um it's it's like so weird i like because there's so many different levels to her she's a little bit too complex for me to just put into one type of box uh-huh. but she's definitely one of those i would call her a good a goodish female villain right but um, <laughs> i also have on this miranda Priestley. god bless that woman okay, so we just talked about her 
Yeah, in she's her so good. Fast like, fashion it's just, episode. It's mm. just well written, well executed, well like. I'll rewatch that one to of. the end. Yeah, it's just like Meryl Streep. By the way, God bless her. She's mm-hmm. an amazing actress. Yeah, but it's just that that concept. But it now as an again as an older person looking into the movie she's portrayed as villainous for wanting what knowing what she wants yes or even i dare say giving up like giving up her family like being that that whole scene where she's upset that her husband's about to leave her again mm-hmm. like ag- her third husband's about to leave her because yeah she's so obsessed with work spoilers if you haven't watched it <laughs> which watched which it. rock are you living under yeah. <laughs> um and it's and and then and then um i know there was a lot of critical behavior based mm-hmm. on the fact that she overcame that and then went back into work yep. so quickly and mm-hmm. i'm just like that's not not necessarily a wrong thing but it's also like they demonized her priorities because her priorities was always to keep this magazine afloat that was her baby yeah right yeah. and villainizing that she's a woman who doesn't want a family or doesn't want a quintessential mm-hmm. um like family bond or relationship like yeah. to villainize that is inappropriate because i don't think that's fair i don't think that's fair that as a woman yeah who has a fa- like a, a who tries to have a family and it doesn't work out but mm-hmm. isn't devastated by it yeah portraying that in media perpetuates that women all women have to go through a mourning period or never or, or all have to seem like they would never recover from a family crisis because it's just like women are fucking resilient no. bro men are replaceable like it doesn't i just i just think i just think like with her character i didn't like the fact that she was villainized because i felt like well one the main character is is andy right like sandria yeah and so for me it's like she's only villainized because our main character is andy if you swapped the script and you made her the main character she would not be the villain yeah all they had to do was make andy a little she was already pushing my buttons with some of the things she complained about but she if you made her slightly more whinier you would be like yeah like fuck this chick i would actually say the villain in this was the um the woman who's trying to take her job Emily? No. No. Oh, oh, yeah, no, the French lady. The French lady. The, the, she uh, was the real villain, and she was the one who was trying to get it, like, I think through, through, uh, back, back doorways. Like, yeah. she would, she would have been the type of villain, but I like, I liked her approach where she, where she t- teamed up with other people to yeah. try and move Miranda mm-hmm. Priestley. Like, I, ex- I accept all of the, the chess moves, and yeah. I put that in air quotations, the chess moves that were made in that story. Yeah. But, like, oh man it was just so well written just, I just so uh just to keep the spicy because we're talking about meryl streep yeah the, i because i have i have uh miranda Priestley, and then i have death becomes her which oh. is um a 90s movie with um uh, uh, goldie hawn mm-hmm. do you know who she, who that is i know who goldie hawn is i okay. had to think about it for two seconds but that's bruce um, willis what's her face's mom yeah yeah that's exactly yeah. like i know who you're talking about yeah uh bruce willis mm-hmm. and meryl streep okay and it's all about female villains Mm -hmm. and it it uses the seductress trope way too much and for that i hate it a little bit yeah but it also uses comic it's it's comic okay it's a horrible movie it didn't do well at all Mm -hmm. because everybody's just like what the hell is happening yeah but it's basically um uh goldie hawn Mm -hmm. is engaged to bruce willis okay and meryl streep is an actress in the movie okay like that that's that's what what's happening she's an actress acting in the movie yes okay got it like a, a broadway actress <laughs> yeah 
And Goldie Hawn and her are frenemies. Oh. Then Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis go to the theater Mm -hmm. to see Meryl Streep in action. Mm -hmm. And in which time Goldie Hawn takes Bruce Willis to the back to meet with Meryl Streep. And in that time, Meryl Streep is just like, oh, hey, him. And then Meryl Streep steals Bruce Willis from Goldie Hawn. So, doctors. Then Goldie Hawn becomes sad upset mm-hmm. depressed mm-hmm. and very obese in the movie mm-hmm. and a cat lady and they take her to a men- mental institution because she just lost her shit mm-hmm. then cut to 30 years later uh bruce willis is actually a plastic surgeon and that's oh. why meryl streep uh stole bruce willis from goldie hahn oh. that's that's the motivation and then 30 years later meryl streep and bruce- i'm just telling you the entire synopsis of this movie yeah it's fine because bruce willis and meryl streep are married yeah um Meryl Streep uses Bruce Willis for plastic surgery but yep. it's 30 years later so like gravity and things are moving and shifting mm-hmm. and she's not in her prime of her prime anymore mm-hmm. they're in an un- unhappy marriage mm-hmm. she finally gets an invitation to go to Goldie Hawn's book opening so she goes to the book and oh. Goldie Hawn walks out with a beautiful red dress and amazing looking body mm-hmm. no longer obese and also looking 30 years younger okay so all of this entitles, then Meryl Streep gets jealous. She doesn't know what's happening. Goldie Hawn tells her. They spend them. So it's basically like this elixir that you drink mm-hmm. that keeps you young. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the death becomes her is because if you die uh, while you're under the effects of the elixir, which you can do, yeah. you don't actually die. You become kind of like a zombie. So you have to take care of your body. And that's the point. Yeah. Death becomes her. Slowly, both of these women mm-hmm. are still obsessed with this man yeah. and start fighting over Bruce Willis, who just wants to be left alone and live his life. Yeah. It's a horrible movie. But they both end up being villains. And then all of a sudden, Bruce Willis becomes a hero because he's just trying to avoid these two malicious, seductress women yeah. who have an elixir of prolonged life. <laughs> But have both died by each other's hands and now need his help to fix their bodies because yeah. they fucked up. And you're just like, what is I happening? Might act- I might actually watch that. The one seems like it's kind of jabbing fun at the seductress. It is. It is. Yeah. It's it's more of like a, a frenemy. A commentary. Kind of it's a commentary about like again frenemies, mm-hmm. female. Uh, female like rivalry yeah. and friendships and yeah. a- again i hate it because they still use the whole thing like they the both women are fighting over bruce willis mm-hmm. find somebody with hair like it's it's not <laughs> i love it no I, i'm not a big bruce willis fan i'm just like and as a comedy movie yeah. i think it's good as a female mm-hmm. villain movie it's horrible so it's like Meryl Streep can go both ways. She can, but she's just she's just shown that she can be that type of. You know what I thought of of a female villain technically, but like kind of did a turnaround. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis in How to Get Away with Murder. I guess because if you take it from the students' perspective, she is the villain. Yeah, at every season until the very last season when they find everything out. Yeah, right. And then, and then finally, they are like they see like a full turnaround of yeah. the whole situation. But then, if you look at it from her perspective, of course she's not the, of course she's not, or anybody else who worships her, which as you should, Viola Davis, um, she's not the villain. But if you see how she kind of acts, and she she says it herself, like she comes off as the villain. She tries to be the villain. Yeah, because it's easier to be the villain than it is to try and be liked by everybody. Yeah. And I loved, I love a line like that because it's like, 
please yourself before you please others yeah and at the end of the day like when when we i think i feel like villain is a really strong term Mm. to describe the women that we enjoy in movies because it's just more realistic and better role models i know and i'm not saying that's all we're asking no like like, don't be evil i don't want i don't want to be a sadist i don't want to be the girl from cruel intentions and i don't want to be like somebody who just likes to inflict pain that's not what we're looking for no um but we're looking what i want because at at the end of the day again like i don't like what the seductress trope female seductress trope does it's Mm -hmm. like it 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 warrants men or gratifies men who want to cheat on their wife Mm because they know they can blame the women they cheat cheated on their wife for saying that she completely seduced me and then media perpetuates that that's Mm -hmm. actually a valid notion that it happens a lot of time and look at how many movies we have created (laughs) with the same goddamn thing versus good female villains like Cruella DeVille and Nina's losing her shit she thought about something something. go ahead I was just like there's this part in like the bible where jesus is like talking to his people and they're like we how are we supposed to be around these women like we've we're so seducted by them he's like poke out your eyes yeah poke out your eyes and i'm just like yeah 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 and that's what i'm thinking i'm just like at the end of the day instead of blaming the women just poke out your eyes yeah poke out your eyes guys it's just like it's (laughs) it's the same thing as like sending a kid that's wearing a tank top from school into the office because they're like Oh, she's distracting the boys. I'm just like, tell teach your boys is not she distracting to get... you. Yeah, the amount of, actually the amount of complaints that girls get are typically from male teachers. So we should actually start. Sorry, that was a weird noise. We should actually start turning that around. It's like, are we actually saying that it's for the boys or is it the predatory men? Men, yeah, and that's a different episode. Oh yeah, but sorry. Then like you also have um, just media portraying that. It's also another thing, like being somebody who's out in public, like mm-hmm. both not not right now, yeah, but who has experienced boy in a public setting mm-hmm. in terms of, like they don't actually care what you look like, yeah, because it's like even when you make female villains in the seductress trope, you mm-hmm. have to make them gaudy, their boobs popping out, mm-hmm. wearing tight dresses. Mm-hmm. Boys don't care. No, and it's like boobs are boobs are boobs are boobs. Yeah, we've talked about this before. There's sacks of fat hanging off of my body. Yeah, but like also. No, the depictions of the seductress tend to be almost how they depict, um, like, prostitutes. Yeah, over, yeah, uh-huh, yes. And so it's like, what you're really saying is that men are willing to pay for sex that they don't get from women that they think that they desire. Yeah. Or that they have coveted, or yeah. whatever, like their wife or just things like bullshit. that. It's bullshit. And then again, it's the, it's a, it's, it comes down to possessions. Mm-hmm. Men's possessions. And it's like always wanting more and always and, – and women and these female villains are not giving the men what they want. It's interesting that the female villains we really, really like are all based in books. Yeah, because they're well-written. They're, yeah. they're just better. Yeah. They're just better. Just all – like all, almost all of them except maybe like Kill Bill or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, Bill, yeah. Quentin Tarantino has his other problems. Oh, Quentin Tarantino, he – he he seems like for me i feel like he's a sadist but he just found a really good outlet for it yeah a really good therapeutic outlet for it i just i just think that he has too much money and people worship the ground that he steps on and he doesn't really need it i'm not saying that the works that he's done are not great they're they're good they're good but Mm -hmm. i think that they do need a little bit more of a 
different lens on them. Yeah. A different, slightly different lens. All right. Um, do you want to quickly go through the nine on the grid of evil, neutral, yes. and good? And well, the thing is, we can't have it. a good. Oh, we could have a, a good villain. I also wanted to mention just like a special mention to the orphan. If you've ever watched that movie. I've never watched it because I'm afraid to watch it. It's so freaking good. The twist is so good. I'm going to let you watch it. I'm not going to give it away. But no, in terms okay. of I've female already... villains. Oh, Apex. Yeah. What an Apex predator. She's so good anyway. Yeah. Um, do you have the grid up? Um, I know the, but you I know, always, you, do you know it? Okay. If you know it, we can try and fill it in. The nine, like the chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's only nine. It's only like nine characters. It's only nine characters. Uh, chaotic good grid. I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> perfect. Okay. I have it. It's color coded. It's okay, awesome. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's weird. Cause we're going to have to find, uh, like female villains that had a character arc. And then we realize at the end we're good. Um, so I'm going to start with evil and then go okay. upwards. Okay. Chaotic evil. Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Lucian Strange. Yeah. 100%. Neutral evil. Neutral evil. Who's just evil and they were just like chilling and but everybody thought they were evil? I would say the new Maleficent movies. So Maleficent but from the new movies. Okay. Fair. Because fair she was she was just trying to protect her land. Right. And then people attacked her because they were unknown. Right. And so she had to, the only chance that she had was to protect herself. But she was just straight chilling. People invaded her land. True. Okay. okay. So neutral evil. Okay. I like that. Lawful evil. You had a time. Umbridge. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah Umbridge, yeah, yeah. the the main chick from, the main evil chick from um, Serena from Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, who else would be a, law, a good lawful evil? We said one from Harry Potter. I just can't remember what her name is. I already said Umbridge. A lawful, yeah, you said it was, it was Umbridge. It was just Umbridge? Yeah, oh, was, oh no, and then Miss Trunchbull. Miss Trunchbull, yeah. Yeah, Miss Trunchbull is lawful evil. Yeah, because so, she had rules in place, and if you didn't follow them, then you, she would punishment. Inflict, yeah, 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 punishment, yeah. yeah. Okay. Would that be it, though? Because we're talking about villains. Would we just discuss the villain part? Yeah, but we can we can find ways to, well, I guess, like, there's all different forms of villains. Well, what, what's the next one? Because, like, I would cons- – so we have chaotic neutral. Because chaotic can still be evil in a different way. Oh, no. I guess it can't no, work. No, I it's think only we have to just only, start with – Yeah. the evil ones. So yeah. those would be – those would be, like, my top ones that I can think of. Fair, fair. I would consider um, most – because just because maybe we get both of our opinions yeah. on this. Um, in terms of lawful evil, I feel like Umbridge is the only person I would want to take that from me. Mm-hmm. Chaotic evil, I would consider a bit of what, um, or was it neutral? Corella Deville falls somewhere in that. <clears throat> Feelings. Um, Corella Deville, I think, would be a chaotic evil. Because she creates chaos around her by the killing, of right? Her trying yeah, to and kill she was, animals. yeah, she was, and like you, you can see that in her craziness of her willing to just drive out to the country to get them no matter what. Right. Like, oh, uh, you know what? Lawful evil. I would say Nurse Ratchet. Yes, I would consider Nurse Ratchet as lawful evil. Yes. Chaotic evil. I put Corolla Deville, and then neutral evil, which would be more of a sense of self-preservation mm-hmm. than anything else. I would consider. Um, uh, one of the aliens to do it. So either oh, the yeah. female villain from Species or yep. the e- female villain from the faculty. Even um, Ursula could be technically a neutral evil because 
without oh no she created a lot of chaos yeah gothel um, I, mm, because it was she, uh, she, they're they're purely motivated by self preservation, right? Like yeah. they're not they're like they but if like, nobody had found Rapunzel, yeah, yeah, she could have just lived there, lived yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. like totally without 100%. anybody. But she was hiding her, yeah, right. Yeah. So I feel like she started off as a chaotic evil and then moved to a neutral evil, and then when people started to like when Rapunzel ran away, yeah, she went back to a to chaotic, chaotic, yeah, evil. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ursula was always chaotic. I would I would still consider a neutral evil to be the the species mm-hmm. things cuz they were they were purely motivated by self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh shit. Write better female villains. Yeah, I like I like the lawful evil though. I think that one's the easiest one to write. It's also the most terrifying. Cuz it's like what who how many people in your government are lawful evil? So right they're purely motivated by the rules they don't mm-hmm. check whether the rules make sense to them because mm-hmm. they have no moral compass themselves yeah so they are just like this is the law this is what we're gonna do this mm-hmm. is, I'm, I'm bitter about our new restrictions so this yeah. is where no, it's no, coming no. from that's fair anyway <laughs> what's your takeaway for female villains i would say write better villains <laughs> mm-hmm. write better female villains stop relying on the seductress trope we yeah. can do better we can do better we can we've seen better we have seen like she Fucking Shigo from Kim Possible. Shigo! <laughs> like, they're... So, f- what I've taken back is that... Yes. Kids... Maybe hire some kids writers to mm-hmm. write your female villains. Did you ever watch the Avatar The Last Airbender? I totally no. forgot about Azula. Or Yzma. Oh, my God! There's a... We can have an episode dedicated to female villains in childhood, like children movies, which are so fucking good. I could talk about Yzma for fucking days. Also, the voice actress who did Yzma was also villainized for her take on like how she approached her own fucking life. Oh. And always. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, my gosh. So good. Anyway. I miss her so much. Um. Yeah, my takeaway is that maybe Hollywood should go talk to Disney and well, Disney is just a big conglomerate of all the DreamWorks too. Just like go there, yeah, get some of your writers Mm -hmm. and say that we want a female villain, but assume she has no genitals, and then go from there. (laughs) Assume it's all smooth, and then go from there, and then maybe we'll we'll be able to create better. I'm honestly going to say it, better female villain role models for our children. Yeah. Yes. Please. Yeah. Please, guys. Um, so if you liked what you heard today, you can follow us at uh, on Instagram on the House That Built Me podcast, uh, where we do updates of when episodes drops, funny memes, and relatable content. And uh, we want to hear who your favorite uh, Disney villain is. Please yeah. let us know uh, through a DM or... Yeah, just send us that email with that story about how um, you completely related. There was one actress that fucking loves to be a stepsister. And she was a stepsister in Ella Enchanted. She was a stepsister in The Cinderella. She was a stepsister. She's been a stepsister like four times. And you know what? She When she was a young child, she actually had a birthday party as a little girl mm-hmm. where everybody had to come and dress up like an ugly stepsister. And for that, I admire her immensely. You know who I'm talking about? She was also one of the stepsisters in uh, with Amanda Bynes in What a Girl Wants. No. 
the the British one with the big teeth. And yes, the that's face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. That's Shit, the one. I'm that's sorry, 100%. I said that. Like no, that's, no hard feelings. She's 100. She was. Yeah, she's 100 percent who you're thinking of. I know. I know exactly. I. I. Why don't I know her name? I don't like. I don't. She's such a queen. She's actually an amazing actress. She, she always does play like side characters. Though. Apparently, she loves to be like every time she gets a role to be mm-hmm. a stepsister or yeah. like the evil sister yeah. or somebody like that who's just like not the hype person the yeah. absolute opposite yeah she absolutely loves it and i'm like yes because she plays it so well so well at least she knows she's like a that guy from alias the dad who he, he always plays dad roles he's always put in a dad role maybe like, yeah. his name is like vince something anyway oh, anyways all right i uh, hope you guys liked what you heard thanks for listening okay bye, bye. <laughs>